In our gospel today, Christ talks about the importance of acting on the word of God. The importance of real, authentic obedience to God's commands. It's not about lip service. Religion is not about lip service. It's about real action. And uh, this is also what we hear in Proverbs. Um, to do what is right and just, so our Proverbs texts, one of, one of the verses says, to do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. What the author here of Proverbs is talking about is it's not about the rituals, sacrificial rituals, religious rituals. The primary thing is personal moral integrity. And then from there, you can do the, the ritual part in that then it's authentic and it's pleasing to God. But without uh, a good life, that fundamentally it's not, it's not going to cut it for God. So with this in mind, I want to draw our attention to this first line from Proverbs, which I find fascinating. It's a really amazing line if you think about it. Uh, and I don't presume to be able to tap into the fullness of its meaning. I think I, I feel like I'm only scraping the surface of it, but there's really a lot to it. It says, like a stream is the king's heart in the hand of the Lord. Wherever it pleases him, he directs it. I think it's God. Wherever it pleases God to direct the heart of the king, he directs it. So uh, I know for maybe a modern analogy would be like a, a, a garden hose. <laughs> so, so think of like a garden hose in the hand of God. The garden hose is a source of life. Obviously, you can spray your little brother and make him mad or whatever, but that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about a garden hose is a source of, of life, okay? Stream of water that's gonna, gonna do good, good things, okay? And, but it's the, it's the king's heart that is like this stream in the hand of God. So we're talking about integrity of life. But the integrity of life that Jesus is looking for, that the Proverbs is talking for, begins in the heart. Jesus, of course, made that really, really clear in the Sermon on the Mount and in all of Christ's teaching. He's always bringing us back to the importance of the heart. Now, the heart oftentimes in the Bible means something a little bit different than how we, meet, how we mean it today. Today, when we talk about the heart, we often contrast it over against the head. The heart is emotions, the head is our reason, and there's a difference between the two. In the Bible, when the heart is talked about, it's, it's certainly talking about the emotions and the affective life, but it's also talking about the conscience, and it's talking about the reason of man. So it's really, uh, there's, it, it encompasses the totality of the human person's interior life, both reason and emotion together. Okay, And that's the wellspring of moral integrity, is the heart. And so our heart's got to be right. Now, I think when he talks about the, the heart of the king being a stream in the hand of God, he's talking about the ideal king. Okay, so like for a good leader, he has an integral interior life. He has a good conscience, and his affections and emotions are directed properly to the right things. And when he or she is in that position, then God can use that person to really benefit others. Okay, so... Today we don't really have kings, but we have publicly elected statesmen and stateswomen. Uh, we have teachers, lawyers, psychologists, counselors, therapists, um, uh, clergy. Okay, these people are in these positions of leadership, 
and they're there to benefit and to serve the community. And uh, it's so important that the emotional life and the conscience and the interior life of these people who are in positions of leadership is integral and whole and healthy. Okay, I'm reading a book recently about uh, the importance of the, the teacher, student, um, therapist, client, clergy, parishioner relationship, and how important it is for the leader to um, have a proper understanding. Uh, with his uh, of the nature of the relationship. So just take the clergy, for example, okay? So between a minister and the parishioner, the nature of the relationship is that the parishioner's needs have to come first. The parishioner's needs are the center of the, and the foundation of that relationship, okay? And so the minister is there to serve those needs, spiritual needs, uh, moral needs, whatever, all those, those, those foundational needs, okay, emotional needs in, in some respects. And uh, whenever it becomes reversed, whenever the, the minister starts to uh, kind of manipulate the relationship such that his needs are being met and are, are of primacy and foundational, that's, whoop, the, that foundational covenant and the nature of that relationship have been violated. And then, you know, because that person's in this position of authority, they start to exploit the other person, okay? And so, you know, it can become, it can start very, very subtle, but then it can go, (laughs) go bad, you know? And this is what we're looking at with the clergy, you know, abuse situation, okay? It's a fundamental role reversal where these guys, now, my main thing is that these guys should never have been ordained, okay? The guys with really deep-seated problems. But there's, there's more subtle forms of abuse that can take place in a, an authority relationship. Um, and, uh, you know, for people who are, you know, ministers who don't have that much of a problem where, you know, they're, they're interested in kids or whatever. But, you know, for normal, relatively healthy adult uh, ministers, Protestants or Catholic, there can be this subtle abuse and exploitation of the relationship for their own kind of reputation or there might be a kind of like a romantic relationship that's uh, started between that the minister and a particular parishioner that they're ministering to or whoever whatever it is that's a fundamental role reversal and now the minister's needs are primary and not the parishioner's needs so that's a real problem so the interior life and the emotional life and the conscience of that minister have to be healthy. And when they are, it's like a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. And the Lord can bless the community. When it goes bad, that hose that's, you know, producing water turns into like, uh, you know, I, I see the, you know, the, the big trucks that they have that pump all the sewage, <laughs> you know, out of the, uh, out of the sewer, the uh, septic tank, you know, imagine the hose turning into that thing. You know, that's what happens when the heart of that leadership position uh, goes corrupt. So, my brothers and sisters, we we, we pray that uh, God would uh, would have healthy ministers, healthy teachers in our communities, uh, healthy politicians who are not in it for themselves, but they're in it for true service. And we re- we remember how much of a blessing that can be to all of us. And this is this is what we pray for today.